0: Nurse can-
1: come before you, O God, as incense, and may your presence surround and fill us, so that in union with all creation, we might sing your praise and your love in our lives. The first reading is from Jeremiah, the 31st chapter. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading is from St. Mark, the first chapter. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Thanks be to God. For about 30 years, our Lord Jesus Christ was completely unknown. He was a Galilean peasant working in the small town of Nazareth, probably as a carpenter. His dad was a carpenter. And then when John the Baptist began to baptize, one day Jesus made his way down to the River Jordan and was baptized. And after John was thrown in jail, and I've said, haven't I, to to, I haven't been to jail for Jesus, but I'd like to, and John was thrown in prison, then Jesus began to preach and teach and heal. We know nothing about how Jesus got started. How did he make up his mind to do that? When did he decide that he was going to go out and preach and teach and heal? He was a, a carpenter's son. How did that work? Where did he get the message? Where did he get the stories, the parables? I think about the first sermon that Jesus preached. We don't know what it was. Did he have notes? Did he have something written on his hand or on a piece of paper? Because he was a carpenter. And now he's preaching. And then the first story. Where did he get those stories? I think think Jesus spent some time writing these stories down, the parables, because they're so well crafted. It's not the kind of thing you just pull off the top of your head. And the first miracle. Can you imagine Jesus going to do his first miracle, whatever it is? How much faith that must have taken. I can imagine him thinking, is this going to work? Can this possibly happen? We know nothing about that. Except when John was baptized, did John baptize him? And then John was thrown in prison. Jesus came preaching, teaching, and healing and in the scripture that we just heard read from the first chapter of mark mark gives an outline of jesus preaching and he must have been a good lutheran because there were three points to his sermon <laughs> the time is fulfilled the kingdom of heaven has come near repent and believe in the good news and so the first part this evening the time is fulfilled you know how it is when you're driving a car, when you're going someplace, and, and they say, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Or it's Christmas time. Is it Christmas yet? Can we open the gifts yet? Can we open the presents yet? There's that anticipation, that waiting. We, 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 we want something to happen. Is it ready yet? Well, as you know, the Jews were in that position. They were waiting. They were waiting for God to send the Messiah. Messiah simply means an anointed one, someone who has been anointed, pour, pour oil on someone. That's the, way, that's the way kings of Israel were installed. They were put in their office. Oil was poured on their head. When the 23rd Psalm says, Thou anointest my head with oil, you know that that's really a psalm of the installation of a king. And they were waiting. And they were waiting for this Messiah, this Savior, this King to come, And, of course, they hoped that he would um, save them from the Romans. Now, we know about this waiting because when John the Baptist was in jail and he heard what Jesus was doing, he sent a message. And the message to Jesus was this, Are you he who is to come, or do we look for another? John wasn't sure as he was in jail. And Jesus said... Uh, the time is fulfilled. And he said, the time is fulfilled in me. I am the fulfillment of all that you have hoped for and waited for and dreamed for. I am that fulfillment. It didn't make a lot of sense for a Galilean carpenter to say that. But that was a message. The time is fulfilled through me it's as if it's as if time was pregnant and this is the time for the delivery st paul wrote when the time had fully come when the time had fully come god sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who were under the law it's as if time were pregnant And now in the coming of Jesus, there was this delivery. The time is fulfilled. And in the fulfillment, there were two things fulfilled, actually. One was was a promise. The promise that God had given that one day, one day he would send someone. Jesus didn't look like the one that they thought was coming. They expected a king and they got a peasant. They expected freedom from Rome and they got freedom from their sins but there was the, the, the fulfillment of a promise. And there was a fulfillment of a plan. Because God had a plan. Had a plan to redeem people who were in the world. I've said it before, but as far as we know, as far as we know, we are the only intelligent life in the universe. And we have, there's a question whether we are really that intelligent. Intelligent. But as far as we know, on this planet, this planet is the only place in the universe where there is life and intelligent life. It's hard to imagine how large the universe is, and it's expanding. It's expanding, expanding, expanding. Hundreds of billions of galaxies, and each galaxy has 100 billion stars. 13.7 billion years old, they tell us. And of the whole universe, as far as we know, this is the only place where there is life. Only here. Out there, the rest of it is galaxies and stars and dust and black holes and dark matter and dark energy and all kinds of mysteries that we don't begin to understand out there. But only here is there a life that can know God and worship God and have fellowship with God, with the Creator. We have to take our, our, our theology of the first article very seriously. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created all of it. And of all of it, we're it. God has, God has a love affair with this planet. Are there other life forms out there? I don't know. We don't know. Science fiction wants us to believe that there's all kinds of life out there. If that wasn't true, where would Star Wars be, right? And yet Stephen Hawking, remember you know Stephen Hawking, the fellow in the wheelchair? Stephen Hawking says, there's probably life out there, and you better hope that they don't find us, because they're going to come and get us. <laughs> so even Stephen Hawking believes in sin. But as far as we know, this is it. And God has a plan to save the folks on this planet. I guess plan A was the Jews. Someone said, how odd of God to choose the Jews. And he chose them and made them his own people, and it didn't work out. So that was plan A, and then, so there's plan B, which is Jesus. But I think Jesus is plan A all along. And so human history was 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 pregnant. And at the right time, Jesus Christ came. The time is fulfilled. And it was his coming out as a preacher and teacher. Now I say all of this because we have to understand that the coming of Jesus is the work of the Creator. It's a decision made from all eternity. This is God's way of redeeming humanity. so that the Christian faith is not just one thing that we have made up, one religion amongst many, and it doesn't matter which one you have as long as you have one. If we believe that the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of heaven is at hand, then this is it. And we have to say to other faiths, I'm sorry. This is it. Because this is God's plan from all creation. I don't know what God does with all the folks who don't know Jesus. I know there's talks of hell, I'm, but that's not my business. That's not the church's business to decide who's going who's to go to heaven and who's going to go to hell. That's not our business. Our business is to get the word out that in the coming of Jesus, The time was fulfilled. I love the saying of St. Paul where he says, one day, one day, every knee shall bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. When the Lord comes back and human history is brought to a conclusion Everybody's going to say it. Hitler will say it. Idi Amin will say it. Stalin will say it. Muhammad will say it. The Buddha will say it. Confucius will say it. I'll say it with a big smile on my face. So will you. Jesus Christ is Lord. And for some folks, it'll stick in their throats be hard to say, you know I was uh, uh, li- I grew up in Brooklyn, and I was a Dodger fan, and the Dodgers and the Yankees oftentimes they played baseball against each other and the Yankees, at the time when I was growing up in Brooklyn, the, the, uh, the American League was a pushover. So for most years, the, the Yankees won the World Series, and my Yankee fans wanted me to say that the Yankees were the the best team in baseball and I had to say it because it was true but it stuck in my throat (laughs) in the same way on that day everybody will say it Jesus Christ is Lord and we'll say it with a smile and some folks it'll stick in their throats And so when we think about the time is fulfilled and and time giving birth to Jesus Christ, we have to understand that this is an act of God. It's the divine plan. And we're blessed enough to be part of it. And this church is blessed enough to be part of it. As I've said so often, Jesus said, Father, the world out there, they don't know you. And they don't know you. They don't know him. A lot of nice folks out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're not folks. Not nice folks, but they don't know him. Jesus said that of the world. Holy Father, the world does not know you. And yet God sent his son into the world to save the world. So here comes Jesus on the human stage, the stage of human history, and makes this announcement the time is fulfilled. And so we're in the middle of a play. We're in the middle of the unfolding of a plan of God. And we're part of the plan to bring men and women and boys and girls to come to know the one who fulfills God's purposes. One day, he's coming back. And the plan will be fulfilled in all its glory. So we're in the time between the times. Between the first coming and the second coming. And our challenge and our calling is to be faithful and to remember that Jesus Christ came to save the world and there is no other Savior. There just isn't. Amen. The hymn is number 25. Rejoice, Rejoice Believers. as 1, 2, and 4. <clears throat> as we receive the offering. "...light shines in the darkness." Great and merciful God, source and ground of all goodness and life, give to your people the peace that passes all understanding and the will to live your gospel of mercy and justice. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, God, remember us in your love and teach us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial. Deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
1: Let us pray. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this day. And I pray that you would forgive me all my sins where I have done wrong, and graciously keep me this night. For into your hands I commend myself, my body, and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Amen.
2: peace, sleep well.